Good evening. Welcome to another edition of VP Live Talk Radio. This is what we have on the agenda for this evening. First, I'm going to bring Dino on real quick. It's going to be five minutes of Dino tops. And then I'm going to bring on Jan, and then I'm going to be playing a... I was on RY4 Radio uh, this Friday, and it was a very, very good discussion we had. It was me, it was uh, Tim, obviously, who hosts RY4 Radio, Russell, who's his co-host, Catherine Devlin, uh, Mr. Dave Kitson, a few other people I can't remember. Anyway, it was all about advocacy. This show, for you advocacy freaks, is all about advocacy. You're going to love it if you love to talk advocacy. It was a good discussion. I'm going to play that. But before we get to all that, i got to bring on Dino. Where is Dino? Let's turn this up so we can hear Dino. Here he is. And let's get Dino's intro music. Can't forget that. You pussy motherfucker. You pussy motherfucker. (laughs) It's Dino. I love it. You pussy motherfucker. You pussy motherfucker. Joanna Dino. I love you. <laughs> What's going you, on? You don't sing very well. I sing, I sing terribly. Yeah. You sing lightly. much much. <laughs> so what's going on? Uh, oh, here we go. More content. Not much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I worked yesterday and today. Yeah, well, I'm only going to have you on for five minutes because this is all about advocacy this show they love they love when we discuss actually we have a lot of people that listen from europe so if you're from europe you're gonna love hearing this recording but anyway i just have something real quick i can't seem to get this fucking guy on my show i want i'm gonna give you his his link uh i'm gonna put it in your uh skype his name is blake vapes have you seen why do i know that Oh, that guy's an asshole. Uh, yeah, I, I, I want to talk to him. I, he, he's got like over 120,000 likes. I, it, it's insane. And I, I don't know why I've missed this guy, but I, I came across his Facebook the oh other day. God. You want me to try to get this guy? Uh, yeah, I've been, I sent him message after message after message. Fucker won't respond to me. This, all right, this is his last video he put on Facebook. Did you see his last video? I'm just going to play a clip no, of it. I don't watch him. Here, I'm going to play a clip of his uh, last uh Apparently, he's going to be doing a show, and he's explaining what his show is going to be. Hang on. What up? Black Vibes here, chilling, vaping on your new favorite show. <laughs> Hashtag killing it, dude. I'm Black Vibes, your host, and this here is my co-host, Coco the Co-Co-Host. Our show is brought to you by Black Vibes 2, Viva Las Vegas, coming this November. This is where it gets good. the best movie that you haven't seen yet. I like this. Anyways, let's get started. This first segment is called Header of the Week. This week's hater of the week is, actually, I'm not going to say his name because I'm not trying to promote the haters, dude, but this is the comment that he said. You're a fucking joke. Your voice is retarded and no one gives a fuck about your stupid ass cloud game, you fucking joke. First of all, (laughs) learn how to fucking spell, dude. You just said your, Y-O-U-R, as in possessive, when you needed to say your, as in you are, Contraction. Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. Did someone not take English? (laughs) 
Second off, you shouldn't use the word retarded. Maybe back in 1998 you could use that word, but it's 2015. Grow up. That word is done. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like this guy. He's it. fucking annoying. I, well, I listen. <laughs> I don't get it. I, uh, but apparently over 120,000 people like him, and <laughs> I want to talk to him. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, all right, I'll see. I don't know. I, I, not, my heart's not in this one. I have to tell you. I'll try. <laughs> I was looking at just on Facebook, on Twitter. You know, he was he's making he wanted to make a movie, right? So he put one of those GoFunding uh, GoFundMe campaigns. Fucker got over thirteen grand. <laughs> oh my god! It's like what? <laughs> I, I just gotta talk to this guy I, listen there's people that hate him just as much as they like him but he's got a lot of people who like him i i don't get it either but i i, I just i have to talk to him i <laughs> fucking his voice is, is is so annoying well obviously he's putting out an act but I, i'm just oh i know that it's just it's fucking annoying but you know what i think he reminds me of uh, he kind of sounds like zofi vapes <laughs> why are you Listen, don't be. I, Zophie wished me a happy birthday. That was very nice of her. I don't give a Thank fuck. You. I don't like her. <laughs> I don't ever talk about women. You never hear me yeah, talk about women. I, I don't like this girl. I know, but uh, but I, th- th- I'm. T- I think this guy. I could actually. I think he'd actually be a good guest. I wouldn't yeah. watch his, right. his videos or his movie, but I think he'd be a fun guest. <laughs> I think I'll could- try and get him. I think we're gonna have fun with them. I can't seem to get them, and you seem to be able to get people I can't get. So no, I can get women. I, that's my specialty. Well, who knows? Maybe you can get guys too. It, it, it's worth a shot. If all that, right, I'll try. I that's promise all, that's, I'll give it my best. That's all I ask of you. I, I I know you're very tired. Dino's not up for this night. That's fine because we got other no, stuff. No, I'm going. all right. I'm okay. I wanted to. Did, I wanted to just tell you about my visit to a, a Beyond Vape if we have time for it. Oh yes, we go ahead. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we went to uh, – Cisco and I stopped at a new shop that's opened up r- real close by, and it's a Beyond Vape. Uh, went in the shop's beautiful. Uh, there was two, three people working in the store, and there were like three or four customers in the store. And uh, I mentioned diacetyl and acetylpropanol, and not one person in the store, including the employees, had any idea what either of them were. Now, now I customers not knowing I get that, but but employees not knowing is insane. That's yeah. insane. Had no clue. How the hell are they working in the vape shop and they don't know what diacetyl or acetylpropanol is? They knew what the velocity clone was. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's crazy. Yeah, I thought it was pretty pretty nuts. There's quite a few uneducated. Uh, um, people working in vape shops, which is uh, quite frightening. Yeah, very frightening. But customers, I get that. Most customers, I, I bring it up to, they have no idea. Who? Oh, what is that? They have no clue, not a clue what it is. And I explain to them what it is, and they go, "Oh no, you know, it's you know what? I, I'm 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 going to bring Jan on because I want to talk about this Farmanix uh, stuff. Have you seen that the Farmanix no. stuff? It is apparently synthetic nicotine. It doesn't come from tobacco plants. It's very, very fascinating. To me, it's very fascinating. To you, you probably give a shit less, but it's 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 very interesting. We're going to talk about that. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to play my RY4 recording. 
which mm-hmm. I, I love those guys. We're going to have Tim and uh, Russell on at some point. We're going to have him on as guests. I like those guys. Last time Tim came on, I think it was like a year ago, and he was drunk, and he was he was very funny. <laughs> 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 oh, I like the. We got to go to the UK someday, Dino. We just got to, like, next time they have, like, a big. I really wish I could go to that Irish fucking uh, vape fest, but it's just not going to happen. But we got to go. Like, next time they have some big thing, you and I will go. You ever been to I'd love to go. I'd love to go, I, too. I'd rather go to someplace like Italy. Well, or Spain. Well, you know what? I wouldn't mind going to Italy. I don't know if I want to go to Spain, but uh, I definitely want to go to the UK. I want to go to Germany is where I want to go to. I want to go to Germany. That's where I want to go. Germany? Yes. So we'll go to the UK, then we'll head over to uh, Italy, then we'll skip on over to Germany. We should organize like a, a vape meet in like Vietnam or something. <laughs> yeah. let's, have, let's have one in North Korea. <laughs> We can get the vaping silver back to fucking promote it for us. <laughs> right. That's right. The vaping silver back. Fuck you, monkey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I got a new tank. Oh, you did? Yeah, Cisco gave it to me. Uh, and it's called the... What the hell is it called? It's called the Super Mini. Super Mini. Yeah. Interesting. It's... A, it's a sub ohm tank. Yep. It's got replaceable coils. Mm-hmm. I know it works with the uh, Triton and the Aspire coils. Yep. And it's much smaller than your typical uh, sub ohm tank. Right. So, which I like. I think it holds like two or three mils of juice. Yep. And I'll tell you what, the top fill, it's a top fill. You unscrew the, the drip tip and you fill it up. This thing is un- it's unbelievable. I love it. Really? Yeah. You should try it. It's cheap, $30. Super mini, huh? Super mini, yeah. And it's made by Tobiko, believe it or not. Wow. Yeah, which it's kind of, I'm kind of mad that I like it. No, I'm going to try it out. You know what I tried out this week was those uh, big fogging coils. Did you Is see that the, those? Like the replaceable coils with the Clapton in there or something no, like no, that? No, no, no. There's no Clapton in them. They, they have uh, ones that have like. I think two coils in them. One has a regular coil. I mean, yeah, they're just they're they're re, they're coils that were just remade. You could use them for Atlantis or Kanger or Heracles, whatever. Um, they sent them to me. They sent them to the store actually, and uh, I uh, used the Atlantis one and my Triton. And for the first I don't know maybe three four hours, thing was really good. It was kicking. I'm like, wow, this fucking coil is great. And then it just went to shit from there. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I'll tell you what. You know what I like about this this setup is that I can use it on a DNA 40. I'm using a 0.2 ohm coil. Yeah. And I'm hitting it at 40 watts. Yep. And it works great with the DNA 40. Oh, speaking of DNA, here's what I'm doing, Dino. Listen to this. Uh, I ordered a DNA 200 chip. Chip? Yep. I'm going to put it in my uh, Galactica mod. I'm going to take out the DNA 40, put in the DNA 200. Can we back up for a second? Yes. Who's doing this? You're not doing this. I'm having assistance. Okay. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to put it, the DNA 200 in there. And I, I ordered the light. I found lipo packs that will fit in there, everything. And uh, then I'm going to squawk the fucking Aeronaut. You seen the Aeronaut RDA? You seen that thing? The Aeronaut? It's called the Aeronaut. No. We got them in our store. 
They, uh, they, I haven't tried it yet, but the thing looks cool as shit. It has like, it has you, you can control airflow from the top, airflow from the bottom. There's different tubes that come with it. It's it's the wackiest thing ever. It's got uh, uh, two screws on each uh, side, four screws total. You could just build like one big ass nice center coil, or you could do a dual coil if you want. It's the 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 craziest looking thing, and. Uh, I guess the guy that built it's from the UK was an aerospace engineer or something. And, uh, yet the thing, there's no way it could leak. It's got a 10 mil fucking, uh, well, <laughs> 10 mil. Yeah. So why do you, why would you use that on something like a, a bottom feeder? Oh, why not? Because I want to have a aeronaut on my squad. Uh, all right. Let me squat. Well, you know how you make out. Cause maybe a fuck. I like, I would love, I have, a, I actually have a squonk box coming with a SXJ chip in it. Yeah. That I'm looking forward to. Right. Yeah, the 40 watts is I I can't deal with it anymore. It's it's just not enough. I I need more wattage, and the uh, uh, the DNA will fit in there. The 200. So really. Yep. Oh. It will be fit. Interested to see that. Yes, it's going to be very interesting. That high price, that overpriced squonk mod you have. That's right. That overpriced squonk mod. <laughs> I'm going to make it a super overpriced squonk mod. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit. It's crazy. So yeah, that's good. Well that's good. So uh Dino's gonna try to get Blake vapes. I've tried. Fucker won't answer me. Uh hopefully he answers Dino. I'll keep on trying. I'm also trying to get the uh a billion lives people to come on and, and give an update about what's going on with this documentary too. Like it's a real like it's a real documentary. It's a real deal thing going on by real people who make movies it's good shit i'm gonna put a a, a link in the chat of a guest that i want to bring on the show i don't know if anybody could help me get her on who is she let me see now i gotta click on it (laughs) yeah good luck with that (laughs) yeah i want i want to get her on the show you want her on this you like her huh yeah what now why her page hathaway now what is it you like about her What's not to like about her? Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, she. Look at the muscles, though. That's a. I don't know, man. Oh, that's kind of a turn off. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I, I'm not big into uh, you know that muscular stuff, but she's not too muscular. But we got to get her on. We got to get her vaping, smoking, something. I don't care. Some pictures she doesn't look that muscular. You're right, but some pictures yeah. it's like whoa. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, we'll get we'll, you know what we'll, we'll get around. We'll get her hooked on cigarettes so she starts vaping. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> right, that'll work. Okay, we'll work on that. All right, better watch out, Paige. We're coming. <laughs> In fact, I want to save this. What am I doing? I want to keep that up. <laughs> yep, I'll see. We'll see if we can get her on. All right. All right. Well, Dino, enjoy your night. All right, buddy. We will be back. We will have more Dino next week. Now it's time to get serious. Time to get serious. I got to go. Yes. As soon as we get serious start and start talking advocacy, Dino is out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you next week, Dino. Later. All right. Good night. All right. Oh, I didn't shut off the sounds. Oh, I forgot to do that. I got a whole new setup I'm using, and this is great. I got, like, different computers going on and all kinds of crazy shit. All right, let me find Jan. Hang on one second. I just want to... 
Mute all sounds. There we go. Okay, now where's Jan? We're going to bring Jan on. I want to discuss. Hang on. Let's bring on Jan first before I start doing all this. Let's see. Why is it not letting me do this? Oh, I know why. Because the thing is, oh, you know what? It doesn't matter. Whatever. Here, I'm going to bring Jan on. Phone lines are down. I don't care. We'll just shut them off. Who cares? Fuck the phone lines. Hello? Is that you, Jan? I think so. Last time I checked, it was me. Uh, hang on a second. I need Jan's intro. Boy. Pull yourself together. <laughs> Learn the truth. Get your shit together. Shut the fuck up. Pull yourself together. I love it. Learn the truth. <laughs> Get your shit together. A great song. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's hardcore, Jan. Yeah, that is hardcore, Jan. <laughs> That's almost as good as the fuck my rights one. Right. That's right. <laughs> oh, don't, 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 don't get me going. Okay, so <laughs> I wanted Jan to come on because I was on my Twitter the other day. And Mr. Connolly was at Vape Summit this weekend, and he came across a booth, and it was called Pharmanic. And it's actually, there's a whole discussion on it on his, uh, on his Twitter uh, page, if you want to look at it. Like over 50 people apply, uh, uh, replied to this uh, post. It was crazy. So yep. what Pharmanic is, is the description they have is not derived from tobacco leaf, stem, or waste dust. So apparently this is nicotine that isn't derived from tobacco, mm-hmm. which everybody found interesting. And, you know, some of the com- a lot of the comments were very interesting to read, too. Um, yeah, some, some of the comments were like, well, you know, what are they, how are they making this? You know, well, what's in this? You know, there's people out there vaping 120 mil e-liquid, $20 e-liquid. You get 120 mils for 20 bucks. God knows what's in it. They don't care. They're vaping it away, but they're concerned about the fucking pharma neck. Um, you know, some people uh, thought it was great. They're like, oh, this is fantastic. Some people were skeptical about it. Uh, Mr. Dorn seemed uh, upset by it, which was interesting. So apparently this is nicotine. Now, now, I think what they're thinking is if we have this nicotine, okay, since this nicotine isn't taken from tobacco, well, now FDA can't touch us because we're not a tobacco product. Uh, and, and I want to add mm-hmm. that this nicotine is 20 times more expensive than regular nicotine. But Greg had mentioned that regular nicotine is so cheap that it's, you know, it's not, it's not going to be outrageous. But I, I, it's interesting, Jam, because I, I, I think, and I, and I also believe I read that one of the uh, VapeRev uh, is one of the guys that's uh, part of this, the guy that owns VapeRev. Now, I, I find it interesting because I'm trying to figure out what they're doing, whether they're thinking, okay, let's say the FDA comes down and uh, puts a, a ban on e-liquid. Well, we've got our Pharmanix, so they can't touch that. Oh, well, I'm, I, I'm sure they're thinking that. Um, but they're the government, you know what I mean? Um, they're going to regulate what they want to regulate. Yeah, they move at the speed of sloth they still regulate stuff if they want to regulate nicotine they'll regulate this stuff too and i also don't think they're really um thinking about the fact that yeah nicotine is a drug 
I don't know if they plan on just selling it to vaping companies. Because if they're not going to do that, they're going to have to go through the whole new drug um, process, I believe. Right. Depending on what they're planning on doing with it. Yeah, but if it's straight nicotine, it's a poison. Nicotine's a poison. Mm, Couldn't the FDA just a- say, hey, listen, this is a poison. Uh, we're not going to allow this. No. <laughs> done. Well, the FDA doesn't have to allow pretty much anything it doesn't want to. Um I don't know about this stuff. The earliest mention on left and right-handed nicotine, right-handed nicotine, I believe, is what we use, which is natural nicotine. And left-handed nicotine is chemical nicotine, which is they manufacture it in a lab and it has nothing to do with tobacco. The first mentions of that are from like 1924. And it was so expensive then that they said no, no one would ever be able to use it. And they also said they weren't really sure about how the brain handled things, but they were pretty sure smokers were not going to have any interest at all in this sort of nicotine because it acted in a completely different way in the brain. So I don't know why you'd go after something you weren't sure was going to sell. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Either, I, I, I'm, either they're thinking what I just mentioned before, where if the FDA bans uh, e-liquid, then they can come out with this, they can't touch it. Or maybe they're thinking that maybe the FDA will embrace it. Maybe Big Pharmaceutical will embrace it. Big Pharmaceutical is not going to embrace it. Uh, Big Pharmaceutical is either going to uh, lobby the FDA just to have it go away. Or Mm -hmm. if they think it's a good idea, they're just going to find out what it is and make it themselves. And then they'll get theirs approved and these guys are gone. Um, It's just... uh, I don't... Or maybe they're thinking, okay, okay, let me ask you this. Let's say... The e-liquid, FDA comes out with the regulations, ban Mm -hmm. on e-liquid, no more e-liquid. So let's say they say, okay, well, all, you know, all these e-liquid companies come by our nicotine. FDA can't touch you because we're not from tobacco, so you can use our nicotine. So let's say you have all these companies go nuts. They're buying tons (laughs) and tons of nicotine from these people. Then the FDA comes out and says, oh, no, 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 and slams a ban down on this nicotine. Uh, the companies that bought all the nicotine, they couldn't use it now, right? I mean, that's it. It's done. It's banned. I think I think most things that start with vapors and end with FDA uh, are also going to end in a lawsuit. They can say they'd like to regulate something. They can attempt to regulate something. But all you really need is somebody with deep pockets and a good lawyer, and they can file an injunction. Yeah. So... I mean, it really all depends on the um, legal competency of the people running this company. Do you know what I'm saying? Right, If right. they're legally illiterate, you're screwed. If they actually have a clue and know what they're doing, then they've got some sort of a fighting chance with it. And I do understand what you're saying. If they ban all other nicotine, well, this one isn't derived from tobacco, so there you go. That completely is a total workaround for that horrible tobacco control bill that got passed through Congress. Right. Which is what they're trying to, you know, grandfather us in under now. Right. I don't know. And, and it's I don't know. interesting. And it is. And how are they going to treat it? Are they going to treat it as a drug? Or are they going to treat it as just straight poison? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, the, the thing is, is, I don't know. I, I just find it fascinating. 
Mm-hmm. Um, do I think this is going to take over and all our e-liquids going to contain this nicotine now and everything's going to be fine? No, I don't believe that for a second. Yeah. Um, I just am so damn curious as to what their thought process is behind it. And I guess only time will tell. But uh, I, th- I think uh, getting involved in this, it was an expensive process back in the 20s. It's going to be twice as expensive now just with trying to get past the regulating agencies. You know, unless they're planning on taking it black market, which would be, it would be mental. Yeah. To no, do that. Yeah. That'd be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't think that's the plan. I, I don't think that is at all. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I just, and, and that's it, you know, the FDA is going to say this stuff hasn't been tested. I mean, what's the long, they start with the, what's the long term effects and this and that. <laughs> and, and again, and, but it's true. We, you know, nobody really knows. I, I don't know. I don't know if I want to vape synthetic nicotine. I, uh, he, they did test this stuff, though. Did they? They tested it back in the 20s, and that's when they said they had no idea how smoke. They didn't think smokers were going to like it. Yeah. Remember? They said it, it's so expensive. And here's the first mention of it I can find, and it's a paper from, uh, it's from the Times Daily, April 21st, 1929. So they tested this, like, back in the early 20s and 30s. You have to read down, um, and I... I'll stick the link in the chat. Um, They really do think it affects a completely different part of the brain. So if they're right, we're all addicted to nicotine. We're all just vaping junkies. um, What if this doesn't work? Yeah. You know? I don't know. I I don't either. I I just think it's, it's an interesting idea. For them to try to take it to market and to try to take it to market now. Like a few years ago, I could see them trying to take it to market and they wouldn't really have had any problems. And now, I don't know. I, I think it's only a matter of times before the regulations drop and you see you see lawsuits starting against the FDA. That's just my opinion. So I don't know why you would think now would be a good time to do this. That, that's kind of my question. Well, that's what, why. What was the thought process behind this? Yeah, and that, and that's why I'm thinking that they have this theory that, well, uh, it's, the e-liquid's gone. Uh, the FDA is going to take it away. So when they do, now our product is available. So it's not going anywhere. And everybody can continue to, to go on. And vapors can continue to get their e-liquid. Because it, I, I, I just think they might be thinking that. And I just don't see that happening. I think the FDA would jump on that so fucking quick. I don't think it'd take months. I don't think it'd take years. I think it'd take weeks. Literally <laughs> weeks. Be, yeah, I, I do too. And I don't see the FDA paying too much attention to anything that goes on, but I do. I think they'd be all over that, like, uh, excuse me for saying this, white arm rice. Yeah. Um, it's not even a question. Yep. They would be all over that tomorrow. And it's so. a very, very costly experiment. I'll tell you what. I mean, it's uh, that that can't be cheap what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, wow. Very, very fascinating. I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens. It'll be I think a lot of things are going to happen that are really going to be worth seeing. I think once you see the regs drop or the proposed regs drop and we have our 90 days to comment, I, I really think you're going to start seeing a, a lot more people like e-cig attorney out there. Right. representing a lot of our business owners. Yep. So that'll be fun to watch. Yes, it'll be a lot of fun. 
All right, well, I'm, you didn't hear my appearance on Our Wife or Radio, did you? I, I didn't, so I'm getting to hear this for the first time. Yes, it was very interesting. It's uh, all about advocacy. People are going to be so excited. I get emails sometimes. Why do you talk about advocacy anymore? Well, tonight I'm going to do it. You've got, <laughs> you've got advocacy Kevin back. <laughs> Excellent. That's good. Yes. I've missed you. Yes. No, it, it, it was fun. It was a very interesting discussion, and uh, we talked about a lot of things, and it was a lot of fun. So thank you, Jan, for coming on. You can listen to Jan tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Do her anti nanny with Raven Grimm, which is always yep. fun to listen to. <laughs> and we will talk to you later. Oh, thank you. Have a great night. You too. Thanks, Jan. Okay. All right. So this happened Friday, 4 o'clock. I'm going to play the RY4 radio lock-in show that I did with Tim and Russell and... Mr. Kitson and Catherine Devlin and two other people. I don't remember. I'm sorry. I don't remember your names, but uh, it was an interesting discussion and I'm going to play that for you right now. Oh, and I RFO radio like plays music. They play a lot of music. I cut out all the music so you don't have to hear it. <laughs> I guess if you have to hear the music, you're all going to tune out. So here we go. This was RFO radio, the lock in from this past Friday. And here we go. That's not it. It's right here. I got you know the well, there you go. That is the Jags, of course, and uh, the back of my hand. You're listening to our Y4 radio. The lock-in on your Friday night here live from the dusty, cobweb-infested RY4 towers. Now, what we've done tonight is a spectacular thing. We have run a cable all the way over to Connecticut so that we can talk to Kev from VP Live. How you doing, Kev? I'm doing wonderful. How are you, Tim? I'm good, mate. I'm good. It's great to hear you again. Um, the, the middle of your day. You're giving us the middle of your day. I am I am giving you the middle of my day. I would only give you the middle of my day. I would only stop everything for you, Tim. And and Russell, of course. Oh, of thank, course. You. Yeah. thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And and one more thing before you begin, for all the uh, people out there that are listening right now going, oh, God, this fucking American's back on again. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that is, it's, it's brilliant, mate. It's brilliant. I mean, the, the lock-in's been off the air for a little while now, um, and it was a bit sporadic before the, its last show. Um, but we've, 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 got it, we've got it back in together. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be adding... Um, we've got a bit of a panel thing here, Kev. Uh, okay. we've, we've, got, we've got a guy called Chief Keefe, and we've got Rob as well who are part of the crew now on a Friday night, and I'm going to be bringing those guys in. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to play a track from the jam, and I'm going to bring those guys in as well um, so that we can get things moving. Uh, we also have Dave Kitson joining us and also uh, Catherine Devlin joining us very shortly as well. Mr. Kitson. Oh, Mr. Kitson. I know, I know. Oh. You know, it's not, it's not what you know or who you know. It's what you know about who you know. I mean, this That's is the, the superstar lineup right here. This is this is unbelievable. You got Kitson, you got uh, Devlin, you got you, you got Russell. I mean, I'm, I, this is I would I would not miss this. This is no, fantastic. No. Oh, by you the way, Tim. Be... Tim, yeah, by on. the way, message yeah. Catherine back. She's waiting for you. 
I know she is. I know she is. I did a message. I did a message. She's gagging gonna, for it. I'm going to get her in now. I'm going to get Catherine on the line now, and I'm going to bring in the, the other two panel members. I just hope my bandwidth can take all this pressure tonight. It's, you just don't know until you try, do you? You just don't know. Um, this is a jam. We're going underground just for one song. Actually, no, sod it. I'm going to go back in time. Let's go old school. This is The Temptations. Get ready. Ah, there you go. That is uh, most certainly the cars of my best friend's girlfriend. And tonight, well, th- th- this is where the list gets very complicated. And I need to actually bring things up so I know exactly who's on air tonight. Um, we have, from Americania, our man Kev. <laughs> all, all the way from Connecticut. Um, we, have our, we have our RY4 crew, Rob, Keith, uh, Russell and myself. Uh, we have, from VTTV, Mr Dave Kitson. And also we have Catherine Devlin, High Priestess of the Vaping Authority in the World. Was that close? <laughs> you need to stop doing that, Tim, seriously. <laughs> well, I thought that was pretty close. And, you know, we've taken you away from a, probably something very important, some sort of ceremony or whatever that goes no, on. No, 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 we had a meeting and it's finished and he's gone and it's all fine. I'm all well, that's all right. That's all right. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Um... Kath, thanks for joining us tonight. Um, I don't know what you are talking about. (laughs) Oh, Oh, dear, Tim. Oh, my my microphone's glowing a strange (laughs) colour. It's radioactive, maybe. <laughs> uh, yes, it's one of those Chernobyl ones. I know, I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> um, Dave Kitson from TV. Good evening, Dave. Good evening, Tim. How are you doing? Not too bad, mate. Um, I understand you're feeling a little bit under the weather this week, but you've dragged yourself away to join us tonight. Yeah, pretty much. The beer's helping. Uh, the beer always helps. It really does. It really does. Um... I mean, I know Kev's in the background there, because he's a long way away. It takes five minutes for my voice to get to Kev. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's just because he's thick. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a five-minute delay. It takes time to travel across. That's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I mean, strange, strange talking about delays tonight. I mean, the, the, the stream tonight, we've got, we've got a, a, 60, a 67 second delay before it hits them. So <laughs> that's quite interesting for a change. But, um, and Rob, Rob, it's a delight to have you back, mate. Um, Thank you very much, Tim. It's um, a delight to be back. It is indeed. It is indeed. And we will be here every bloody Friday, whether oh, it good. kills me or not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did have to fight the cobwebs out of the studio, but again, one of those things. And Keith. Yes, Rob. Uh, yeah, Tim. Rob. Yeah. Tim. 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 With a T. With a T. With a T. Uh, so confusing to be back. It's because it's, it's that confusing. bloody long since, isn't it? Exactly, Russ. Exactly. We forget everybody, don't we, Phil? We do, mate. We do. <laughs> it's been that long. <laughs> no, I think I think we're going to be fine here. I mean, I've not ever had this many people on Skype in one hit, so it's going to be interesting to see how I handle it. But I'm sure I'll do fine. I'm a consummate professional. Um, a lot's going to depend on whether we behave, isn't it? Well, do you know what? You, you lot behaving doesn't worry me, because if you don't behave, I've got long enough to push the button that says, oh, Jason's back on. <laughs> 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 
But uh, yeah, I'd, I'd just like to say thanks to Jason for running from seven o'clock through till nine there with some cracking mixes. Um, if you've not listened to Jason's show, you people out there at the moment, you need to do that. He is one of the best mixing house DJs in the UK. I know this because I taught him to mix myself. Um, there you go. Nothing, nothing else. But uh, that's fine. Um, right. Well, we, here we are. Here we are. It is Friday night. It's the uh, lock-in on our Wi-Fi radio, and uh, we are sort of. Post the TW challenge on Article 20 of the TPD. I mean, we do this in a very, very tongue-in-cheek way here, um, so we can actually say exactly how we feel about things. And now, we're expected to get some sort of adjudication around the 17th of December, um, which will be fun. Um, I mean, I need, I need to go to Kath first, because I, wanna, I, wa- I want Kath's sort of feelings on what the possibilities are of it going successful uh, or not, as the case may be. Off the record, Kath. Well, on the record. I've, I've said it publicly many record. a time. Yeah, it's, it's, it hasn't got a cat's chance in hell because the Commission appoints the judging panel and they are exceptionally good, the Commission, at fighting proportionality cases, unfortunately. They've only ever lost one. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's a rigged game. They they appoint the judges, so go figure. What's going to happen? It's a tragedy. It's a travesty. But you know, the J and ECJ, I don't think it stands for justice. Oh right. I'm sorry to be on a downer with it, but the reality is, the solution, unfortunately, ain't going to come from that direction. And I'm I'm absolutely as devastated as everybody else is about that. I'm I'm really, really feeling it for for Fraser and the TW crew. Um, because, you know, I know that they've busted a gut on this and I know it's cost him an absolute fortune. But the reality is that the J doesn't stand for justice. I think it stands for joke. Joke. OK. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this to Dave Kitson because where do you think that will leave us, Dave? Um, I think it will leave us um, pretty much where we are now um, in... It's a difficult question to answer that, Tim. I mean, I think we all know where we're going to be. Uh, I mean, for what it's worth, uh, my, my, my take on uh, the chances that the, the challenge has got is exactly the same as Kath's. And uh, and, and I'm pretty sure that Fra- Fraser, Cropper and co are aware of that. Um, but hopefully can generate some publicity in the right sort of areas to at least, at least raise the profile of the injustice of it all. Um, But where it leaves us is where I think pretty much most of us have known a place where most of us knew we were going to be at, doesn't it? Yep. Yep. But we're going to need torches, aren't we, to see our way around the black market? (laughs) Yeah, well... Yeah, you're right, you're right. I mean, my my feelings are... I mean, I work in the industry, as, as do many other people. I mean, my last sort of count was probably half a million people work in this industry in the UK. Uh, um, is that many? Oh, is that many? Yeah, uh, I think yeah. that's a bit overestimated, both. Yeah, that's well, too much, that. 400,000. Well, we, we worked it out in... We, we aggregated some data, um, and, OK, it was aggregated and extrapolated from data submitted yeah. and averaged cool. out and blah, blah. But back in March, we reckoned there were about 41,000 jobs across the UK actually 41? directly... Sector. Yeah. Really? That's still... That's more than a Whitehall department. Do you know what I mean? It's still pretty... Yeah, I suppose so. I suppose so. I mean, Uh, the thing is is about that, that all those people that are working in the industry, um, 
are paying their taxes, they're paying the national insurance, etc., etc. Et um, what happens to them? I mean, if you were a farmer and the EU took you from behind, you would get some sort of compensation. In the old days, maybe. Not so much these days. Do you know, it, 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 it's very rare to see what's happened with the red car situation where the government appears to be actually trying to do something to help those people who've lost their jobs. But generally, there seems to be an attitude of, we don't care, go and find a job somewhere else. Good luck. Bye. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's quite shocking. It is quite shocking. I must, I must admit, I mean, I ought to order my Range Rover when I can still afford it, get the windows blacked out, get some blingy stuff on the wheels, <laughs> some rap, rap music playing in there, and nip round to Asda Car Park at 5pm on a Friday uh, with my mates and do some brown paper bag service. You know, I mean, actually, I think I'd probably do that. Yeah, I would do that, whilst I can still afford the Range Rover. <laughs> But uh, I, mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to go. I'm going to throw this over to Keith now. Keith, your your feelings on what happens next if everything goes pear shaped? Well, the way I look at it, Tim. I mean, TW worked really hard to get to the European Court in the first place. I mean, Fraser did a brilliant job to get there and do what he did. And my opinion is, and I know this probably won't be a very popular opinion, but TW didn't get as much backing from vendors and vapors as they should have got. Here, here. Yeah, here, here, yeah, I agree. Particularly on the petition. That was frankly embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah, I think the whole community and, and the whole industry should feel yeah. ashamed about that. The community should feel ashamed of that. And the industry. And the industry. The whole lot of us, every single one of us, we all ought to feel ashamed about that. I mean, how on earth, in this sector, facing what we're facing, they could only raise 70-odd thousand signatures? That is a disgrace when we've got about 3 million vapours in the UK. Exactly. We should all feel ashamed of ourselves for not getting behind TW and helping them more than we did because we could have helped them I mean look at the petition handover look at how many people were there to support them that was ridiculous that was absolutely ridiculous Mm. I mean I, I, I personally was gutted because I could not get there because the shop wouldn't be open. And I mean, I know it sounds a bit selfish, but the shop had to be open and I could not get cover. But otherwise, I would have been there. Can I just interject a little bit? Of course you can, Russ. Um, obviously, I work, I work in a TW shop as well. And uh, even with our customers, we couldn't get people to sign up to that bloody petition. They couldn't be asked. They could not be asked. We're dealing with... A, a section of the community that just want to enjoy what they're doing and they will adapt to whatever comes in the future. They don't really care about anything. They don't plan. Just, I, I think it must have been deeper than that. I think um, that there's a certain amount of apathy. Um, but there's also so much misinformation out there um, that that you know, I talk to people who are online, people who 
do read all of the same stuff that we all read. Okay, Kath probably reads a lot more of it because she's professionally engaged in it. <laughs> but, you know, um, we, we know what's coming, this group here, and probably everybody that's listening to us. Um, but there are a number of people as clued up as us who actually don't think it can happen. They, the, the 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 amount of times I hear, and I hear this this said by uh, vendors, whether they be online vendors or uh, own brick and mortar shops. Uh, I've heard it in equal numbers at the trade shows this year. I think that people were just uh, that one phrase that I kept hearing was, "Oh, the genie's out the bottle. You can't put the genie back in the bottle." Um, <laughs> The, 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 the number of t- conversations I've had, even with people who are you know, actually, you know, part of the industry that we needed to stand up, who were saying, oh, no, that's fine, we know how to get round it, they can't do this, and uh, this will be fine. Um, and they didn't even realise that this had already happened. Mm. I mean, I, I was absolutely shocked by this. People thought, well, no, 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 that. That you know uh, that this is what it's a proposal. I said no, 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 no. It's law. They're just picking the date next year to implement it. It's done. You're too late. You got. There's nothing you can do about it now. Well, but see, Dave, wait. I, I have to say something, and I think this is the this is the problem here in the U.S. And I'm sure it is there too. Okay. As long as vapors can go online and buy their stuff, their juice, their favorite mods, their drippers, all the stuff. As long as there's brick and mortars for them to go to and buy all their stuff, which there is. Everything's fine. Yeah, they, 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 they're fine. They don't care. That they, they, I believe, they think, oh, this is all ridiculous. Like, there's plenty of stores everywhere. I go online, buy all my stuff. This is whatever, and they're gonna, unless that is taken away from them, which will never happen, unless every brick and mortar in the UK and every online said, let's shut down for a week and show these people what's going to happen. They're not going to care as long as they can get their stuff. That's all they care about. They, they're just in another world. And mind you, most vapors I know, at least over here. Don't follow what's going on with uh, the FDA here or what's going on over there. They, they don't follow. They, they don't go online. They don't check anything. All they know is they can go to their local vape shop and buy their stuff and their juice, and they're happy. You see, it doesn't help us over here as well, Kev. There's whenever the, somebody uh, sort of accuses the uh, the politicians who took the lead in this, and uh, they're, they're, I'm talking about people like Linda McCavan yeah, and some people like this. Um, um, their standard responses when you say, when you refer to the, the the impending ban is we haven't banned anything we've just introduced regulation mm. and that's the headline and I think I don't know whether people are incapable of of, of seeing beyond it or they don't want to because it makes them uncomfortable certainly uh, that that's the way it's reported in the media. Um, I've not yet seen in any of the mainstream media uh, anybody point out actually what this restriction means. Like, we're going to be restricted from buying the stuff that we like. Mm. And, and um, so, so, you know, to a certain extent, it's a bit of a conspiracy. Mm. Um, you're right there. Yeah, you're right. But, uh, you know... I, I, at these trade shows that we went to, uh, we, we, we did all three of these big shows uh, during the year as VTTV. And um, you just want to like, bang people's heads together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but when... Uh, and I, I, I know uh, from talking to uh, Dimitri, uh, he's, he's experienced exactly the same sort of thing in the American uh, meets and shows as well. Uh, 
when they're throwing out free T-shirts and bottles of juice, the free shit, at these shows, and then somebody comes on the stage to talk about advocacy. I've never seen a dance floor clear so bloody quickly, to be honest. Yeah. Well, nobody, nobody cares. We, we, had, I, we had an event here, um, it was last year, maybe a little less than a year ago, uh, one of the VCCT events, and what they did, which was a huge mistake, was they put all the advocates in one row. They had Casa, they had ABA, they had uh, Safada. They all put them in one row. People that attended that were avoiding that role like the plague. Nobody walked down it. They look at it, just keep on walking. I felt so bad for those people sitting there. They just wanted to educate people, hand on from it. They could have given a shit less. They walked right by. It was embarrassing. I couldn't believe it. They just don't care. They don't care. Here, it's horrific. What'd you say? You had a petition there. It got how many signatures? 300,000? Is that what 70, it was? 70,000. 70,000? Hey, that's wonderful. We'd be lucky if we got 10,000. Mm-hmm. And there's got to be millions of vapors in the United States. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's is huge. Millions. Mm-hmm. They don't care. They can still, as long as they can buy their stuff, they don't care. The only way to get through these people, unfortunately, is take it all away. I don't know how that's not even possible. The good news is that's going to happen. <laughs> no, but it isn't. It isn't, Dave. This is the problem. It's never going to happen because they cannot possibly enforce this numptiness. There's no way of enforcing it. So the black market will continue and thrive. So all of the existing vapors, we're all fine. We are all fine. We know where to get our shit from. We know that's how to get it. The case. And all the rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always been the case. The problem here, the real core problem is all of the future generations of smokers who are going to be denied the opportunity that we had that is the problem and all the all the existing ones who are legal law-abiding citizens who won't want to buy from the black market and who will just think you know what actually it's just going to be easier for me to go back to smoking and that that is the tragedy here that that is the real disgusting tragedy here is that the public health opportunity not just being lost but being squandered and crushed out of existence just what it really gets my goat it really yeah. does yeah. Uh, I, I think i think you're spot on with that cafe that's that's exactly the way i see it unfolding mm. And the reality is, in that context, where is the motivation or incentive for any business, frankly, to try and bother getting legally compliant when there'll be competition left, right and centre surrounding them everywhere, selling it cheap, selling it with no standards at all, no regulations at all through the black market? I mean, it's just preposterous. I mean, is there there no loopholes here? Because at the end of the day, I I, I can walk into the the local head shop and I can buy a crack pipe. I've, I've said this before many times, but it doesn't become illegal until you fill it up with crack and use it. Well, technically, technically, there's no, there's no uh, European directive or British law to prevent the sale of that. that no. That's, that's, that's yeah. what's new and different about the TPD, mm. is they've worded it to include that. Mm. Yeah. So, so, so it's kind of uncharted territory, really. I tell you what, guys, this is a this is a really key month now, October, because by the end of this month, the MHRA's economics team has to complete the impact assessment, and obviously we're trying to feed information into it so that they can actually properly assess the impact. But in the meeting that we had with them a couple of weeks back, a few weeks back now, um, they were actually there's a new there's a set of new blood there. These economists they're new to MHRA, they're new 
to examining this sort of issue. They're part of the kind of e-cigarettes team in the sense that they're they're fresh bloods. They're not the old staid MHRA idiots, and they're actually very bright. Uh, we met with a couple of young women, extremely bright young women. Uh, I mean, they're economists. They're not, you know, healthcare professionals or anything like that. They're, they're just economists. But not politicians they, either. No, yeah, exactly. But they they really understood a lot of the messaging that we were conveying about, you know, the the potentially horrific consequences of this, unintended consequences of this. Mm. And the more data we can give them, obviously, the better. Um, and we are continuing to feed feed information into it. But I think they are beginning to recognise the enormity of trying to from their perspective their job i mean they're tasked with creating a robust impact assessment that can pass muster with their overseers and oversight committees and so on and various scrutiny boards that they have to comply with like the regulatory policy committee and so on who are let's face it not harsh about wrapping them over the knuckles when they get it wrong so they're under a huge amount of pressure to produce a robust impact assessment but of course actually to do that job properly they can't really find anything other than that this is a really bad idea. So this is yeah, a really yeah. key month. And when, when they've completed this body of work this month and they actually published that impact assessment, they probably still won't have included enough of the real facts to suit any of us, those who really understand this stuff and recognise what's really going on here. But it's going to be very difficult for them to, to phrase that in any other way than that this is just a fundamentally bad idea. And you've also got the dichotomy between the fact that the Department of Health has control over both the MHRA and Public Health England. So that's another interesting play that's got to yeah. play out at the moment. Yeah. So there, there is actually quite a lot of political stuff happening right now that, at least for the UK, could have quite a significant impact and could potentially help them change... change Except maybe Wales. <laughs> You are? Except maybe Wales. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, a case all its own, bless them. <laughs> mm. Yes, Wales, yes, we've... I've watched it all with bated breath and enjoyed every second of it. Mm. Oh, wasn't Linda Bold and John Britton, weren't they spectacular? They were fantastic. Oh, my God, they were so good. Proper heroes. Yeah, I mean, especially when that idiot who was... I won't say what we called him after we'd had that meeting with them because it was fairly rude. <laughs> but uh, the C in the C um, in the corner. But, yeah, he was he was trying to put words into both Linda's and John's mouths and they neither of them were having any of it. And I just thought they were magnificent. Yeah. All hail. All hail the mighty all hero of public health. <laughs> brilliant job. And I'd like to give props to Kirsty Williams as well. Oh, definitely. Yeah, she was stunning. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. I don't agree with that. I was quite gutted, actually, when we walked into that yeah. room and she wasn't there. I was like, no, oh, yeah. <laughs> we've got apologies from Kirsty. No! <laughs> <laughs> can, can I just be a miserable Yorkshire bastard again for a bit? <laughs> yeah, well, mate, you, you just for a change, yeah. Yeah, for a change. <laughs> See, what I, what I do is I stand back from all this. I, I don't get involved as such as a vapour. What I'm doing is I'm trying to stand back and look at it from a normal person's point of view. And from a normal person's point of view, it just seems like no matter what you say to these people, no matter what the evidence is, no matter whatever, blah, 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 they will end up doing what they're going to do. And there's nothing you can do about it. As an, as a, uh, what's the word, activist, fucking whatever the other word is. Advocate. That's the one. Advocate. Right? Yeah. There's absolutely nothing you can do about it. Because it will happen their way. And if you if you try and work in their sort of game 
by giving them more information, by doing this, will use it against you. And the only way you will be able to get what you want is to mobilise normal people. Normal people who've got no vested interest at all, uh, basically you just give them the facts, blah, 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 but it's getting it out to them. And at the moment we're not doing any of that. We cannot get this information out to normal people. Like I said, I, you know, I work in a totally wicked shop. Right? I've got normal smoker come vapors. They're not, they're not vapors as in I want the cloud chasing machine. They're just people that don't want to smoke fags. They come in, you tell them about all this stuff, they don't give a shit. And the reason why they don't give a shit is because they know whatever comes in, there will be some alternative for them. It might be a crappy one that don't work particularly well, but it's it will still give them a bit of vapour, a bit of throat it, and it's still for them, because they've decided they don't want to smoke, it will work for them. Mm. Yeah, no, you, you're pretty you're pretty fair there, Russ, with that one. I mean, mm. I experience that every day, and I, I, I talk to people about stuff, and you can just watch their faces glaze over, and it's like, yeah. I don't care, as long as I can buy me fucking juice. Yeah, well, and, and I go, well, it'll only be in a 10ml bottle and it'll have to be in a, a, re, a non-leak refillable mechanism. Ooh, I'm sure somebody will come up with that. I mean, mm. yeah, yeah. So, so they have, it's called Vipe and you just push it in and you click it and you puff it and it's like nothing. Mm. Uh, having, having owned one of those things just to try them out. But the, they, they, they really don't have, I mean, they're, they're what I call non-scene vapours and they are the people that are going to be out there um, and a lot of them don't really care if they go back to fags. That's the mm. that's one of the big problems. They really don't care. I don't. I don't, think that they don't I don't think it's that they don't care, Tim. I just don't think yeah. they believe that's going to happen. Because people that come yeah. to my they say all the time, they go, "There's no way this is going away." There's millions of people vaping. There's shops. There's just no way it's going away. They really believe that's just not going to happen. Kevin, they're right, because the black market will will feed the demand. Mm. It's basic laws of supply and demand. Where there's a demand, the market will supply it, and if the legal market can't, the illegal one will. Mm. It's it's true, but there will be a device out there that is government-approved that people who are not passionate like we are will just use. Yeah. There ain't yet, is there? You know, why do you think public health came out and said 95% safer? Because they've got, they've got one lined up already. I don't know what it is. But they must have, behind closed doors, you know, in the little ivory towers, they'll have figured out if we do it this way, you know, there's a marketplace for this particular product. Which I don't believe up. that, Russ. Uh, I, I, I really don't believe I'm really yeah. cynical. Obviously, I'm really cynical. The same public health the same public health people who, who put the names of that report are also very aware of what they call second gen and third generation di- uh, uh, devices. And uh, they're not going to uh, be supporting a tobacco industry product. Exactly. No way. I'm not saying it is a tobacco industry product. It might be a pharmaceutical industry product, but there'll be a product out there. Well, it ain't, yeah. Trust me. Trust me, in a year's time, there'll be a product out there which... Public health says fantastic. It'll be there on prescriptions and what have you. It'll be made by a pharmaceutical company. No, no pharma aren't touching it. They're not interested. I, yeah, can't see, I can't see there being a, a product out there that's going to be available on prescription, to be honest. That'll so, happen. Hang on, but hang on, but I, I, I just want to talk about what Russ is saying. So what you're saying, Russ, is let's say, uh, let's say here in America, 
Let's yeah. say they do a total, FDA comes out, total ban on e-cigarettes, not going to happen. We're banning e-liquid, we're banning the devices, blah, 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 right? And this actually happens, which won't happen. But let's just say it does, okay? That does yeah. happen. So big pharmaceutical could say, well, hey, these things are gone. Now it's time to jump out because we can get our product uh, approved as a, a medical device. Now let's jump out and give all these people something that they can use. It may not be exactly what they were using, but close enough. And, yeah. uh, and, and, and this jump in, take all these, there's millions of people out there, just jump on that market and take them. And I, I think it's possible. Do I think it's going to happen? No. But um, it's why wouldn't they? They could potentially make millions because he's right. There's most vapors we have to understand are not us. They're people using stick batteries, ego batteries. They know nothing about a grim green or a community or forms. They know nothing. They just want to stay off cigarettes. So if there's a, a product out there that comes out, and especially when you have big pharmaceutical, because according to them, oh, it's safe, and if the FDA approved and blah, 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 they would. there's absolutely a market for that, and they would jump on that. But I don't believe for a second it's going to come to that, at least here. My answer to that would be they've already got their products with a lot of time uh, invested in them and a lot of resources invested in them. So, you know, they, you know, they, they can't produce an e-cig that, that, that technically performs much better than the NRT they make today. That's what they'll push. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, I, and I work for pharmaceutical companies, so... <laughs> He's got a bit of an insight there, Dave, when it comes to that. Yeah. The thing is, you've always got to be wary of anybody who you're speaking to about this, because especially, you know, normal people, you haven't got to worry about it, but when you're speaking to people who have got influence, you've got to be really careful, because they will use it against you, or they can use it against you. We've got no voice. You know, we can't get in the bloody media at all about anything. Ever, it's amazing, isn't it? You know, there's, you know, whatever we do, we never get on primetime TV, apart from that Chris Choi thing, which weren't particularly hundred percent great. We we just never have a voice. We we're never in the national papers, you know, bigged up saying this is great, blah blah blah, with people who we know who are hundred percent honest and not just pushing products and you know whatever. Yeah, I, I think that's changed. I, I that's changing quite a lot, actually. And I think what the guys with the new Nicotine Alliance have done, uh, working with the uh, Stop Smoking Services and the public health guys, um, uh, you, I, I don't know uh, how, much, how much notice you, you pay to, to things, but, like, you know, uh, these guys were on the radio all day yesterday. Yeah. Uh, on on, on uh, Radio 5, and uh, I know they've been on Radio uh, 4 a few times. Um, you know, so, so I think that is slowly starting to change, and, and that's that, 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 that that's a real coup for the likes of Lorian and Sarah Jakes. Yeah. And, co. Mm. Uh, yeah. and, and I, so I, th- I think it is tipping a bit. Uh, I mean, even just through social media, we, we've got some kind of rapport now with the clowns who've written all those terrible uh, newspaper headlines over the last couple of years. And, and we're starting to get a little bit more balance and a little bit more influence there. So I, if you'd have said that to me uh, 12 months ago, Russ, I'd, I'd have totally agreed with you. But I actually think we're making headway there. But also, also, is there a place for the media to turn to? We had that problem here. That was my idea of the American Vaping Association. It's just an organization where the media can turn to us, and yep. it worked. 
It works. Now, if you read anything, almost, well, not anything, but almost anything that's written bad about electronic cigarettes in the media, it, they come to the American Association and they get a quote from Gray. Yeah, um, yeah. It's helped tremendously for, for us to get our message out. And that, that's very similar to, to, to what the guys have done over here, Kev, with, with the uh, new Nicotine Alliance. Right, and, and it'll take time. It took time with us, too. It'll take time, and if that's what they're doing and the media knows, well, now we can turn to them, they will. They will eventually start turning to them, and then you guys will have a voice. At least you, you're not going to stop all the bad stories, but at least you'll be able to have a response to them. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. You, you need somebody. Like, like Catherine was as the industry person that the BBC or ITV turned to. You need some person that's not associated with industry that... Basically, if, if anything comes up with these things, they go right. We'll have that person, and you know it could be, it could be Sarah, it could be it could be Lorian, but they need to be big duppers. That person, we need to make you know the inroads yeah, into what's, everything. What's wrong so with that, Tim? That why, why don't you nominate Tim? No, he's a pisshead. He's a pisshead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't honestly believe us that that, that that we're virtually there with that. Yeah. Because you know they they do they do the, the BBC ITV and the the the, the 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 I won't say the better newspapers but the more well known nationals they they are routinely going to these people now. Yeah, but we don't want them. You know, seriously, from a from a, a smoker perspective, which is where I always look at it, we don't want them going to people like Clive Bates because he's got a history of being in something different, you know, in tobacco control. We want them going to the NNA. We want them going to Sarah and Lorian. You know, uh, you know, Clive Bates, he writes fantastically. He, he really does. And he's, he's proven to be an advocate of some form of e-cig, right? Which is great. But we don't want him to be the port of call that the, the BBC and everybody go to. We want it to be somebody who was a smoker, who is now a vapor, and they're passionate about it, especially for smokers. Mm. Smokers are the, yeah, the key audience here. Mm. That's, That's a very good right. point. D- does anybody remember the survey that went out a while back from Chris Russell? Oh, yeah. Massive vapor survey. Well, he was at the conference I was at this week, and he was presenting his data results from that. And he's got mm. some, and he won't mind me sharing this with you because he, he wants it to go around everywhere anyway. But he's now working with various people at Public Health England and with Louise in the NHS Stop Smoking Services on this pilot project scheme thing that he wants to set up, which is basically a, a, a method, a mechanism for hooking up existing smokers with experienced vapors in sort of you know little pockets of of advice centers outside of the nhs system but just putting those people together those two groups of people together so that they can share what he calls the aeiou which is advice experience information and various other things aeiou and it's and understanding is the u which is a key but he reckons that, and, and everybody at PHE is really excited about this. Apparently, Martin Dockwell's really excited about this, and Louise Ross is well behind it as well. And you know, he reckons that if you could put in touch experienced vapors with smokers who are sort of thinking about vaping, you could really affect that sea change 
in tipping the balance because as he points out we've only just scraped the surface we've got about 10% of the smokers there's still 90% of the smokers who aren't even thinking about switching to e-cigs so if you put those two groups together you could really affect some change there and I think that is a really exciting development because he's so passionate about it yeah but the problem is come May next year well exactly we're that. fucked. <laughs> so you, you, there's all these great you know, initiatives, blah, 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 blah. Mm. But at the end of the day, everybody who is coming up with these initiatives knows what's going to happen next year. Yeah. Right? So it's just bullshit. It's fluff on the top. It's pretending to do something. And it's being seen to be doing something, even though it's not real. The real stuff is what's going off behind closed doors and that's going to hit us next year. Mm. And this is why I've got this massive distrust of every single person from public health, from action against smoking, blah, 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 anybody who's been anti-smoking in the past. Mm. I've got a massive problem with it because, end of the day, I'm a smoker. And the reason, you know, I'm not smoking, obviously, but I'm a smoker. And the reason why I smoke is it's pure enjoyment. Mm. It's got nothing to do with this, that, what have you, what have you. Don't tell me what I can, can and can't do. Mm. You tell me the, the bad things about it, and I'll make my own decision. Mm. Well, this yeah, is the, problem the, problem, the problem with that, though, uh, Rusty, is if you, if you just dig your heels in and then that's your stance, then you're, you're lost. You no, know? but what, so all you need you to play the game is, to some extent to achieve anything, and, and we have achieved a hell of a lot. Yeah, but what you need... As much as we want. Yeah, what you need is just people like me you know, the, the stubborn, you know, anti-people working with people like you and Lorian and what have you to actually come up with, like, more different fronts to attack this thing on. Because anybody with any common sense knows that e-cigs are actually better than smoking. And everybody with any common sense knows that e-cigs should be promoted over smoking. Indeed. You know, so... The fact that it's not happening like that, there's something fundamentally wrong, and we need to challenge the thing that's wrong. But challenge how? I mean, standing in the street corners and ranting and raving and waving our fists isn't going to achieve anything. And legal challenges are not going to achieve anything. So what would you like to see people doing? It's all about getting getting people to understand the issue. The fact that the choice and the freedom of choice is being limited, restricted without any justification. Agreed, so Russ, but how do you get them to care about that? I don't know. That's, that's I mean, the problem, isn't it? That yeah. is the problem. Some things you can do. And, and, you know, and I think we've got to recognise, uh, you know, the engaging with the stop smoking services and actually going and talking to smokers who fit exactly the category, you know, and the, the profile that you've just explained, Russ. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I think this is the way to go. Um we don't have a magic bullet, and and I think therefore, you know, but but the, the the guys that are doing these kind of things with the survey, with the scheme that Kath's just told us about, um, it, you know, you have to chip away, don't you? Yeah, you I do. Think, and the I, thing I is, think that's you know, great. honestly, but, I think but that's hang on, because great. Louise did her stuff. Year, uh, you know, a year ago, up to July. She, in July this year, she reported one year on from when she started introducing e-cigs into her survey, into her service. And now you've got data, actual data that policymakers can look at and listen to and see and, and examine and consider. And this is 
NHS reported data. So, I mean, it, it's really robust. It stands up to scrutiny. And I think that, you know, the sort of schemes such as Chris has come up with um, are... Yeah, I agree, Russ. You know, in the context of what we all know is coming over the horizon and they know is coming over the horizon, it seems a little bit of a waste of time to start getting everybody linked up and excited about this. But actually, it isn't because even... We've got... Bear in mind, we've got legal sell-through until May 2017. So there is still well more than a year during which they can gather data on this stuff. And it may be possible, even if we can't persuade them to change direction now, before the, the May 2016, next year, when it sort of kicks in, we might be able to get them to recognise the damage that could, will happen if they, if they let it drag on beyond that point where we have to then start taking products off the market. And, you know, we will be looking at gathering data and submitting it and, and making this case as well. There will be all sorts of data coming through from Louise, from Chris, Russell, from all these other people who are actively working in public health. And I, mean, I know you're cynical about them, Russ, but actually a lot of these people, they're not anti-smoker. They are anti-the-harm. And it, they recognise the benefits that we can all gain as a society from making this switch. And they want to support it. I haven't got a problem with that. I'm just saying that we're lacking another, another direction. We need to look wider than going to public health and, and thinking about the health things. We need to start thinking about, you know, people enjoy cigarettes. They enjoy cigarettes and they're not going to change and move on to something else if they don't enjoy it. So we need to make out the, we need to make it a bigger thing within, you know, normal society, smoking community, whatever. That the enjoyment is being taken away, right? And the alternative enjoyment is being taken away. It's a difficult thing to do, but I'm just saying, don't put all your eggs in one basket. No, no, I agree completely, and obviously we're working on several different strategies. But that said, the enjoyment thing is fraught with complication, Russ, because the moment you start marketing it as a lifestyle choice or as something that's just purely for pleasure, you get immediately you get crushed. Yeah, but that's something we need to stand up against, isn't it? With any, mm-hmm. with any lifestyle choice, pleasure thing. We need to stand up against people taking our pleasure and choice away from us. Mm, I agree. Absolutely. And personally, I take every opportunity I can to berate uh, politicians and people uh, you know, for that. But as a strategy for achieving what we want, it's not a very good one, I don't think. Mm. It's, it's, it's a string to your bow. It's a different string to your bow. You know, but keep doing what text, you're doing, though, Russell, what don't... You're suggesting? I don't know. This is the thing, I don't know. Uh, you know, I will never you know, be one of them people that will say, I think you ought to do this. I don't. I just want to put it out there, the fact that concentrating on one particular area is not going to get to the masses. And we need to get to the masses to be able to have a voice against the people who think they know everything and going to just put in what they want at some point. You know, which, is, which is the way it's always worked through you know, the last bloody thousand years you know the people in power will always get what they want it's very occasionally they don't and that's what we need to do we need to somehow make this such a big issue to normal people you know everyday voters who don't give a shit about smoking don't give a shit about e-cigs we need to make them think there's some injustice going on here 
Yeah, but the only the only way we're going to do that, Russ, is by getting vapors out there doing things to make the public realise that this is a big issue, and getting vapors out there doing. Keith, I think we've been training for the last bloody six years. Well, this, <laughs> this is what I'm trying to say, Russ. Getting vapors out there doing things is the problem. It is. I mean, 98% of vapours don't give a toss. That's, yeah. That is a problem. I mean, there's a very see, small percentage this, of it do. Yeah. But, but, but this is why... Because I haven't got to indeed. Do for me. Yeah, but this is why I'm so excited about Chris's scheme, because actually what that is going to do is find that 5% of vapors who actually do give a shit and put them to work out in the field talking to smokers. I mean, that's surely that's a dream come true for us all. Isn't that exactly what we're just saying we want? I think that is, I think that is a good scheme, actually. Yeah. It is. I think it's, it's not going to happen in Wales, though. Just, just a sort of anecdote. Right, the, uh, the Welsh Lib Dems, uh, they are running uh, this, this campaign against the, pr- the, the proposed uh, public smoking ban um, and vaping ban. Uh-huh. Um, we can't get more than about 3,000 signatures on their petition. Mm. You know? I've got more followers than that on Twitter. Not even all of the people, or not even all of them signed it, you know, and, 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 and many of us have pushed this. And, uh, and you know, they're, they're running, uh, you know, they're, they're doing what you want, I think, Russell. They're, they're running it as a campaign, as in the, they're calling it an illiberal motion. Yeah? yeah. And, you know, so they're... So they're uh, Sure, they're using the evidence and the public health arguments and everything to, to you know, in, in the government chambers, but their, their basic issue with it is that it's illiberal. It's, uh, it's uh, a denial of a right. Uh, and 3,000 people will sign it, and that's, that's a major political party with a much greater reach than we've got. Yeah. Mm. So, so what is it about the British society that doesn't give a shit about anything anymore you know, why, why are we like that it's, you know, not, we're, it's, we're it's, not. it's here in the United States too don't forget us Russell oh sorry <laughs> sorry <Kev. laughs> yeah. Yeah, why is this cheap yeah why seems is... to be the world over at the moment yeah but yeah. why is there this apathy everywhere you know, uh, uh, I tell you what, I'll, give every vapor a free bottle of juice, you get a million signatures in a week. That's the way if you want signatures on petitions. But to be perfectly honest with you, I'm not at all convinced that signatures on petitions achieve anything at all. Even if you get, you know, past some threshold that's set by some arbitrary politician, civil servant somewhere. You know, I, I, I just think that's why there's a lot of petition fatigue. And Kirsty's petition, I get it. It's a good cause and she's got a good reason for doing it. But ultimately, she is politically showboating. I love Kirsty to bits. I think she's doing a great job. But yeah. she is politically showboating on this sure. issue. As, as were all the MEPs when we Absolutely. were doing everything and in Brussels as well. This is why a lot of vapors won't sign those. A, it's petition apathy and petition fatigue, frankly. They're sick to death of signing petitions that go nowhere and do nothing. But also, there are some who feel, you know, perhaps Lib, Lib Dem is not their politics, and perhaps they feel a little bit put, put off by the fact that she is showboating, and I'm afraid she is. Of course she is. So, you know, that, that could be why that 
that it's not doing as well as we would all like to see it do. But if people can't can't rise above that, see beyond it, and just sign the bloody thing, Mm. I mean, because what it also is is a gauge of how much time she feels she should invest in it, right? Mm. Yeah. Because if nobody's interested, she ain't going to win any votes by it, is she? Mm. So, you know, I mean, it's for, for me, it's just a no-brainer. Sign the bloody petition. <laughs> yeah, but in reality, Dave, what do you expect petitions to achieve? Uh, in this particular case, to show that actually we want her to go and fight this battle for us. Yeah, yeah but look, over 70% of the respondents to the public consultation in Wales said, no, don't do this. Yeah. And yet still the policy proposal came out saying, let's do this. They don't give it- a damn what people want or think. But nobody's asking me for £100 or asking for 10 seconds of my time to type an email address into a box. Yeah, but, it's, I mean, you, you obviously believe that that's a worthwhile investment of your time. Frankly, so do I. I think, you know, why not? Because it doesn't cost you anything to do exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, I agree with you completely. Um, but I do, I can understand why people are now thinking, yeah, petitions, waste of time, not worth doing. It's an awful situation to be in with anything. You know, th- this is our little, you know, little bugbear. But it's the same in in other areas all the way through society. You know, the majority of people now do not give a shit about anything. They really don't. The, the, they're so tame. It's incredible. You know, you know, wind back 40 years, and it was a totally different society we lived in. So we, we've been brainwashed, you know, and we've been controlled. And you're going to look like a complete idiot if you start standing on the street on your soapbox shouting out about whatever it is. People just, you know, ignore you. You know, it's, just, it's even the same when you, you, you listen to Jeremy Corbyn, you know, spouting off whatever he's doing. You know, everybody ignores him, apart from the few radicals out there. You know, it's... Uh, I, I, I don't ignore him. I find him amusing. <laughs> no, but, but you know what I mean? It's, it's not establishment. You know, everything we're, we're thinking is anti-establishment, but the establishment has really got a massive control on us at the minute. Massive. I mean, I don't know about there, but I know here in the United States, I think a lot of people have just given up in having any sort of trust in our government or our politicians. Mm-hmm. For fuck's sakes, we have Donald Trump leading in the uh, polls to be president of the United States. Uh, <laughs> I think that's ridiculous. I mean, it's a fucking joke. It is. But it, is it is, but it's it's happening because people, this has been going on for years and years and years. You have politicians, they come out, they say, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to do this. You vote them in office, nothing fucking happens. Mm-hmm. People are just tired of it, and I think they've just given up. And I think a lot of people are going, oh, why not? Well, let, 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 let's vote for the idiot. I don't know. Maybe this Donald Trump will come along and do something that none of these other people have done. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's sad, but it's, it's showing what's happening here in the United States is that people just have no faith in our government or our politicians to the point where Donald Trump could be president. It's crazy. Um, I'll give you a couple more examples of how people are so brainwashed these days, right? Um, we've, got, we've got a shop in Wath. This is a nothing town in South Yorkshire, right? There's bugger all that goes off on the street, but occasionally you look out at the shop and you see school children, you know, with, with the minders and what have you, walking from one place to another. They've all got high-vis fucking jackets on, <laughs> right? 
Okay, there's no cars that go on that road, but they've all got high-vis jackets on. <laughs> you cross the road from you know, where the shop is down to Tesco, which is across the main busy road. People press the button, and even if there's no cars coming, they sit and wait until the green man comes on. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's no fucking common sense. Nobody, nobody thinks for themselves anymore. No, it really pisses me off. It's a big bugbear of mine as well, Russ. It's uh, yeah. is the, the, you know, it's uh, if you live in a nannying society for long enough, that's what you end up with. Uh, I, I completely agree. But uh, you know, it is you know, it's what we've got in it. Yeah, but how do we get into their brains? That's the thing. How do we get into their brains? How Hide do we get jackets. them to think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one on now. <laughs> Stand out from the crowd. Get your high vis oh, on. <laughs> yeah. But how do you get people to think for themselves anymore? It's mm. very difficult. Mm. Seriously. We're yeah. all sheep. Well, I, 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 I want to throw I want to throw this in right because we've got the EU referendum in um, 2017. It's yeah. going to be fixed, so we have to stay in, etc., etc., etc. But I mean, at the end of the day, what happens if we're gone? And uh, after the EU ref- referendum, we are no longer a part of Europe. So then go. There's the TPD. <laughs> Fuck your TPD. Um, we're going to get the British government sort that out now. No, because I tell you, the reality of how that would pan out is that yeah. they would just say, well, we put all this work into this, we've got a regulation now, we can't be asked to mess with that one again, it's too hot, it's too sensitive, we'll just leave it as it is. You have to look at other countries who are not in the EU and see how they follow the EU. And mm-hmm. I'm working in Switzerland at the moment, and it's a cracking example. Basically, if the EU introduce a policy on tobacco, Switzerland will just adopt it for free. They didn't even have to contribute to the cost of bringing it up, and they've got something they can point to. Um, in our case, when you're looking at things like e-cigs, you've got other organisations like the WHO that they can point to. They can look at the CMA for advice. You know, so, exactly. So, so anybody that thinks that coming out of the European Union is going to change what happens to e-cigs, I think he's deluded personally. Yeah. I don't think it's I mean, going to make a lot of difference. And I've got an interesting point. I've got an interesting point here. Um, a customer came into the shop today, and he works. Um, I mean, it's sort of the prison service, but it's not. If you know what I mean, he looks after people that are mentally ill and have killed somebody. Okay, and that's okay. not that's that's <laughs> not a prison service. Um, okay. Two days ago, two days ago, they received an email um, to the to their servers, and it said, "If you are escorting a in uh, or an inmate um, to anywhere in the UK for you know court services, whatever, uh, they are allowed to use an electronic cigarette." Um, they are allowed to use electronic cigarettes inside the walls that they are imprisoned in. Um, and that was yesterday. Today, mm-hmm. an email came and said, take no notice of the email yesterday. We've now decided that they cannot use electronic cigarettes at all, mm-hmm. whether accompanied on a visit or whether they're going to court or whether they're within the walls. And this was in 24 hours, everything changed. Mm. Yeah, yeah. 
what 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 actually happened in that 24 hours after they somebody, were told? Somebody either injured themselves or injured somebody else with a part of an ESIG. Mm. I mean, the, the flip the flip side of it is, Kath, right? Um, they had been told that they they had their keys on chains, right? These guys mm. for undoing doors and stuff like mm -hmm. that, um, and they were told you can no longer use those chains because they could become a ligature. And that yeah. Could... Yeah. Okay. Well, in a mental health environment, that you have to, yeah. you seriously have to look at every single thing like that. That's right. But the, on the flip side of it, they've now given them the, these extended nylon key ring things to put your keys mm -hmm. on the end. And they, and they extend. And the guy mm -hmm. said to me in the shop, and he was, the, he, he was there in front of me, and he went, look at this. This is the key ring I've been issued with. And it mm -hmm. goes down his leg, up his leg, round his neck, and over his head. <laughs> and that's, that's the one that they're allowed to use. But the chains they had their keys on before mm -hmm. are no longer um, legal or health and safety sensitive or whatever you want to call it. Um, mm -hmm. And... Yesterday they were saying they could use e-cigs, and today they're saying they can't. There is some good news on that. There is yeah. some good news on that. I take your point, and it's it's yeah. a scary prospect that that happened, but that would be why. Yeah. But there is some very exciting developments on this. Um, I know Louise Ross is really excited about it. So are we. Um, there is a new product um, coming in for prisons, but also coming in for mental health secure units. Yeah. Um, and it will have all sorts of applications because it's actually a secure e-cig. It's not a very good e-cig, but it is actually designed to be secure. It was actually designed by a prison officer. Mm. And it's actually a phenomenal piece of work. It's a really, really decent little e-cig. It's not great. It's a cigar-like type thing. It's not going to perform really well, but it's not bad. It's really not bad. And where you've got people who are stuck in environments like, you know, effectively prisons of, which, of whichever kind for however long, you know, there is a real possibility here. And I know that Louise is very keen to work on this. We've actually had some dealings with some mental health services in particular counties who are very interested in this for their patients because they recognise that, you know, it's nearly all mental ill people will be self-medicating with nicotine. So what? They smoke. So they're now not allowed to smoke in those environments. So what are you going to do? Are you going to end up sedating everybody all the time? No, that's not a terribly enlightened approach. And actually, they are beginning to take a much more enlightened approach. I mean, comparing the mental health service offering that's available today with what there was 20 years ago, it's yeah. a, a, a completely different environment now. Uh, it's far more um, patient-centric and, and individual-centric. And so I think you know, there, is, there is real hope that something good will come from this. Um, in the long run. But, you know, the TPD is a bloody nightmare. It is. It is. It's going to kill everybody, really. Um, what, what I want to do is um, I'm going to play a couple of songs and we're going to come back. Uh, we're also going to talk about um, where VTTV are going um, and the reasons behind what's happening there. And uh, a little bit more chat as well. Hold tight. Here we go. I think we're going to do this one. Because it's the time for action. It's always a time for action. Ah, uh, there you go. That is the uh, the passions from many, many minutes ago. And I'm in love with the German film star. Never ever heard of one of those, but there you go. Uh, this is our Y4 Radio. It's Friday night. It's the lock-in back with you in its entirety on this Friday night. Uh, tonight, the the guest list is too long to explain. But you all know who's here. Because uh, <laughs> I didn't get the right screen up quick enough. Um, but there you go. Um, 
Now, did you just say you couldn't get it up quick enough, Tim? <laughs> I, well, <laughs> I think he did. We should have recorded I'm actually crying at the moment. Thinking He's knocking on a bit. You say that, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I was 52 this week. As you all well know. Yeah. Jesus. Um, I, I'm I, ancient. I, uh, it's, uh, in fact, I'm thinking about comfy slippers, smoking jacket, and all those nice things that go with it. But uh, you need a jacket, surely. A vaping jacket, yes. I'm. Uh, I, think, oh, I, think it's, uh, I look at my desk and I think, what am I going to vape on next? But then a lot of people may be denied that in the future. But we won't go there. We've done that. Uh, we've been there before. Um, right. Um, tonight, as you know, we have got Dave Kitson on, um, a man from VTTV. Um, and as all you well know, VTTV is changing. And uh, there, there are a lot of reasons for this. And I think really... Dave is probably the best person to explain exactly why things are changing and what's going to happen when it comes back. So I'm going to hand it to you, Dave. Okie dokie. Right, well, yes, it's changing. Uh, It's already changed uh, in one key aspect. Um, But as you say, there there are many, many reasons. Uh, Mm -hmm. Each individual one probably wouldn't have been enough to do this kind of quite radical shake-up that we're doing. Um... But we've been operating as a limited company uh, for the past ooh, two or three years. And we did this because, um, obviously, uh, we were charging for advertising and sponsorship of shows and things like that. And uh, given the scrutiny that a lot of the uh, ESIG uh businesses were under we thought we'd better make sure everything's above board so we've been vat registered and doing all that kind of stuff uh and and everything's been fine and uh we've we've existed pretty well i think uh as a business uh but uh we've we've kind of reached a point where basically our operating costs are not as high as they were because we're using things like YouTube now instead of uh paying for private streaming and um and to be honest with you it was it's uh it's kind of like too much hassle to run a business when you're all volunteers um uh so we thought is this worth the pain? And then you throw in then the idea that come May of next year that uh, selling advertising uh, for promotion uh, and the sort of thing that we're doing is likely to not be allowed because of the TPD. We thought, okay, um, here's, uh, here's, uh, here's a good reason basically to wind that company up and kind of reinvent ourselves a bit. Um then the other things that were going on with, uh, you know, you may have noticed uh, that uh, Chris Hasseltine Cat uh, isn't as active in the team as she was due to illness. And uh, we found that basically we were overstretching ourselves in a few areas. Uh, so we, 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 once you start thinking along those lines, you get to a point where you think, well, tell you what, maybe it's time to stop. And just have a total rethink of where we're going, and that—that's essentially what we've done. Sounds pretty cool to me. So, come uh, probably mid 
November, I would think, is looking likely. Uh, we, we, we've not set a date for our return yet because there's a lot to do because we really are sort of going to rip everything up and start again. Uh, we're redeveloping the website um, and, and the format of the shows. We'll initially just be doing two shows a week, but for an hour and a half each show. Uh, so, and we're going to try and present these shows in a much more professional way than we have, uh, use the resources that we've got. Uh, we've accumulated a fair amount of equipment. Um, uh, some of the guys have got better, more reliable bandwidth than others, and we're going to try and sort of utilise all that stuff a little bit better so we can put out better quality shows more reliably. So, for example, uh, when Dave takes off on his next trip, uh, to New Zealand or something like that. Uh, we we that in the future we won't have to cancel the show for that. Uh, you know we'll, we'll have a framework where everything can carry on. And, and we're really really keen to kind of up, up what we're what we're calling sort of uh, improve the production value of what we do. So we're better quality VTs, better structured shows, and so on. And hopefully, you know, get a lot more people watching. Yeah, no, sounds fair to me. I mean, it's what it's what's needed. I mean, if you can do something better on one day than you can on five, then it makes a difference. I think so. I think so. And um, as I say, at the moment, for, for the last sort of well, since I stopped doing my Sunday night show, we've been putting out about four hours a week. Uh, although in practice, given holidays and people being sick and other commitments and what have you, probably averages out to just over three hours a week. And by rejigging things the way we're doing it, we, sh- we should be able to guarantee three better hours, uh, certainly more reliably scheduled. Yep, yep. No, fantastic idea. I mean, this, as, I, as I seem to have grabbed hold of our wife or over the last seven days... Um, we're going to go the same way from our point of view we're going we're gonna to put out better shows and less of them you know, simply that really because you can you can cram you can you can you can bounce along five days a week and produce something that's average but if you do two days a week you can produce a show that's that is, well like tonight's show with all those wonderful guests absolutely <laughs> sublime you know, just make um, it one of, the, one of the things that people perhaps don't realise that, that when you do volunteer for this is the amount of pro- preparation and stuff you have to put in. It's not just the time that you're on air. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and I think if you overstretch yourself, um, it's not like uh, being in a paid job where you just kind of have to lump it. Uh, you know, it, it, it can be quite hard to keep yourself motivated to do something. Um, so I think, you know... Pooling resources—that's the way. It is a good way. It's a good way forward. I mean, I mean, pe- people think oh, I've been on the air since nine o'clock, but they don't think about the three hours before that was involved in setting stuff up and getting everything sorted out, getting the music programmed, and blah blah blah. It's—it's it's one of those things. I mean, Kev, Kev probably knows that better himself out there in the states. Um, there's a lot of work involved in putting the show together. Even if it is two o'clock in the bloody morning, a little work. <laughs> it's a lot of work, and I've been doing this five years. I mean, it's uh, it is tough to do a show once a week 
Every Sunday night for five years, there's a lot of planning. There's getting guests. I mean, it, it, it's it's a lot of work and for nothing. I don't get paid anything. I get paid nothing. I love doing show. I do. But people don't understand the work that's involved. And if I have to take a week off, oh, my God, it's the end of the world. People get, I mean, they go, I read. It's like, it's like they, they don't understand. I think they think all I do is do this show and that's it. Nothing else. And I've got, you know. For Christ's sake, uh, we, we just had a baby. I've got I got a newborn. I've got the store to run. We're opening another store. I have life. It's it's very, very tough. It's But you're not supposed to have a life, Kevin, because you're supposed to be right. devoted to the cause. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I gave up my life years ago. <laughs> so there's, there's a lot involved. Can I do a plug? Go on. Yes. Plug. Yeah, thanks. Um, Facebook. We have a group called Vapor Trails TV, quite appropriately, some might say. Um, <laughs> it's a, it's one of these closed groups, but if you uh, apply, we'll let anybody in. We're not particularly picky. Um, in there, I've made a post this evening uh, appealing for uh, sort of three-minute-long video clips, uh, little sort of headshots, uh, where I want to hear about people's vaping stories in three minutes only yeah so uh, why you or somebody you know started vaping um uh what's good about it in three minutes pretty much free form stuff because i want to do like a little compilation of these things uh so if anybody uh, wants to do that all the instructions you know the do's and don'ts don't put a music track over it or anything like that and uh, how to contact me uh, and send me the video, and if you do, we'll make sure it gets shown. Sounds good Fantastic. to me. Thank you enough for that one. Yeah, go on. But, but see, Dave, you're doing it wrong, so you got to do what uh, Grim Green did. Grim Green wants uh, photos or videos of people vaping for his new intro. So what he did, I don't know if you saw it or not, he got a big box, he threw a whole bunch of stuff in it, RDAs, mods, all kinds of stuff, and then ask people to submit the videos, and he's going to choose one person, and they're going to win. So he's going to get a lot of videos. See. you got to give him something. Dave, you got to give him a prize. You gotta... <laughs> I, this, yeah. that's, so, that's so American. That's like loads of free shit yeah. if that's you how do this. That's, <laughs> well, that's how it for vapors. I dare say he had a few more things to throw in the box than I did as well. <laughs> <laughs> The problem is, if you get vapors in a box with whatever they can choose, you'll not see the face anyway. What's the point? Pointless. I'll throw some stuff in a box, and if you don't send me a video, I'll send you the box. (laughs) (laughs) Now you've made it sound like a threat, Dave. I'm not sure that's going to work. I tried so hard. Uh, You you also say that in Russian, dear. No, I'm not going to pander to you, Tim. You're just being a perfect. Oh, God. <laughs> Tim, on, on, a, on a similar theme to what Dave's just said, uh, yeah, apparently, apparently VIP, Vapes in Power, the political party, want yep. exactly the same sort of thing that Dave's just asked for. That, they right, do so, indeed, yeah. So, so what you do is you, you post it in Vapetrails, send it to Dave Kitson, also please send it to uh, Vapes in Power. In power. Yeah, yes, they're, saying, they're, they're arranging for them to be sent to uh, MPs, I believe. So, yeah. yes, I, I read that briefly earlier, actually, and thought, oh, look, they're doing the same as me. Yeah, but, so yeah. do the same thing. The whole idea is that we are one community. There's not many of us in it, you know, in the activist community. Let's stick together. Let's do the same sort of things. 
Yeah. We can do his own little bits on the side, but as long as we've got a common theme somewhere to push it forward, let's keep doing it. It will make a difference. Yeah, yeah, it will definitely make a difference. Listen, listen guys, we've, we've, we've come towards the top of the hour. Okay, I want to thank Tim and Russell for having me on their show. Uh, it's The Lock-In on RY4 Radio. It's a fantastic show. We had a great discussion. If you want to hear more of these discussions, you can tune in Fridays, 9 o'clock, UK time, it would be 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 o'clock p.m. West Coast Time. The link to listen to the show is ry4radio.com. Love those guys, love what they're doing, and I really thank them for having me on. I enjoy being on their show. And I'm going to have Tim and Russell come on our show soon, and we'll have some fun with them. So thanks a lot, guys, for having me on. That is it. I am done for the evening tomorrow. 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can listen to Anti-Nanny with Raven Grimm. And again, I want to thank Jan for coming on. It was nice for her to come on the show. Tuesdays at 9 o'clock, you may or may not have Russ with ClickBang Radio. Wednesdays, you have Dimitri with Smoke Free Radio. Thursdays, you have Genie with the GDK Show. I will be back Sunday, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I am out. See you guys next week.